In this episode of Wisdom Talks, John Barta reflects on the four pachaya, translated as the four supports or conditions on which Buddhist monastics depend on for sustenance of life. It is not only an important reflection for Buddhist monastics, but for anybody and everybody. So as uh, was speaking a little bit before the meditation about the beginning of the monastic rains retreat, the uh, Vasa period, the three months that um, occurs each year. But uh, in line with that, there's also, especially for Buddhist monastics, monks and nuns, uh, special attention to and reflections on the use of the four pachaya. The four pachaya and uh, in continuing on our reflections on the Buddha's teachings and uh, wisdom groups of four, the uh, four pachaya become important reflections and not just for Buddhist monastics but for anybody, everybody, really. Pachaya, spelt uh, P-A-C-C-A-Y-A, translates as condition. Is something on which something else, the so-called conditioned thing, is dependent and without which the latter cannot be. And further, it says here from the Buddhist Dictionary, manifold are the ways in which one thing or one occurrence may be the condition for some other thing or occurrence. Pachaya, so a support, or another translation would be a requisite, something that is required, so even a supporting requirement. And the four supports in the context of uh, the Buddha's teachings and Buddhist monastic life are the four things that Buddhist monks and nuns rely on for basically the sustenance of their life, and also they're important for anybody, everybody as well. And I think important for us to reflect because uh, very easily living in a uh, westernized culture, country, it's very easy to take um, these for granted, and uh, it's only when they become um, not so available that we then appreciate the importance of them and even to the point which I'll elaborate on shortly often we can spend um, uh, a lot of time energy um, engaged in these four things not not actually realizing that um, they can be fulfilled in a very basic way so the four supports are that of uh, robes Buddhist monks and nuns. So robes, uh, shelter, um, so um, lodgings, uh, food, so uh, some food to eat, and then also medicines. And every day, often in monasteries, Buddhist monks and nuns will um, chant as part of their daily reflection the wise use of these four supports that, that help them to exist and and then also to appreciate and use them wisely so i pulled out a chanting book and so the um the translation of these goes wisely reflecting i use the robe only to ward off 
cold, to ward off heat, to ward off the touch of flies, mosquitoes, wind burning and creeping things, only for the, for the sake of modesty. So basically the wise use of one's garment to cover the body. And then wisely reflecting, I use arms food, so food, not for fun, not for pleasure, not for fattening, not for beautification, only for the maintenance and nourishment of the body, for keeping it healthy, for helping with the holy life, so spiritual practice. Thinking thus, I will allay hunger without overeating, so that I may continue to live blamelessly and at ease. So the wise proper use of, uh, of food. And then um, there is... Um, Wise reflecting, I use the lodging, so a place to stay, only to ward off cold, to ward off heat, to ward off the touch of flies, mosquitoes, wind, burning and creeping things, only to remove the danger from weather and for living in seclusion. And then lastly, wisely reflecting, I use supports for the sick and medicinal requisites, only to ward off painful feelings that have arisen for the maximum freedom from disease. So these four things are basically um, what we require for the general physical existence. And uh, for Buddhist monastics, uh, because they live uh, in dependence on the generosity of the lay people supporting them, then they don't want to overuse and misuse these four basic supports. And so they use them uh, sparingly, and wisely for the right purposes, basically to to look after the health of the body, which therefore means a, a, a calmer, clearer mind to continue to develop their spiritual practice. However, however, strangely for us, in regular worldly life, um, we make a whole thing about these particular four things, even though we're not particularly thinking about it, but we can spend the best... The best um, hours of the day, the best days of the week, as in five days, sometimes even six days, the best weeks of the year, and the best years of our life working and working and working um, to be able to have the funds to, to provide these things, but not just um, a robe to wear, many robes to wear, <laughs> many shoes to have. <laughs> um, and not just um, a uh, a basic a basic hut to live in, but uh, you know as big as we can make it, as as plush as we can make our our residence, filled with lots of things to uh, to make it look nice and make it comfortable and so forth. Um, so also with food, not just uh, okay, a bit of porridge to keep us going for the day, but um, lots and lots of nice food, extravagant food, food that's not even good for the body. Which includes uh, uh, beverages as well, <laughs> and not just tea, <laughs> um, and and medicines, um, or maybe even what goes as a medicine may not really be a medicine. It might be a bit of a pick me up, makes me feel good. Um, can be overuse of those things as well. Uh, the basic requirements for monastics is pretty basic, pretty simple. Uh, to be happy with, in terms of um, in terms of a robe, a robe that the basic the basic robe is a robe made out of cloth that's been collected from the side of the road, discarded discarded rags, cloth, 
from garbage heaps, um, from a charnel ground, so a burning ground of a body uh, that's wrapped up in a in a cloth. Uh, it's often taken off and left so that um, recluses, wandering monks, can take that cloth, sew it up into the pattern of the robe, and use it. So rather than a fine garment, just rag robes. And then with um, with alms food, the basic requirements is um, one meal a day, so only eating once, and basically what has been collected in the alms bowl on alms round. Uh, not uh, not actually eating extra, as in like in the monastery, uh, when I was a monk, especially in Thailand, going on, on arms round, you collect food, and it's pretty basic, just some sticky rice, maybe a, a banana, maybe um, a dried fish, maybe a little bit of uh, dried buffalo, if you're lucky. <laughs> and um, um, that was about it. And... And then the people would bring to the monastery from the village or the town or the cities extra food, curries and so forth, and that would then supplement what was gathered on arms round. But for some monks, they'd make it a practice, especially in the rains retreat, only to eat what was offered on arms round. So it was often pretty basic and um, uh, enough to get by, but pretty basic. And then in terms of um, lodgings, the basic requirement as some sort of shelter um, to ward off wind and, and a bit of rain, maybe not all the rain, is um, either a cave, a rock to be under, or the root of a tree. So basically setting one's, one's place to be at the, um, the root of a tree so you'd have the, the foliage covering, looking so protecting from rain and maybe sun, and especially those uh, big bunyan type trees or the fig trees that have huge big roots that come down and always sort of like get inside the a couple of roots as like a bit of a protection and then medicine let me tell you about the medicine <laughs> basic medicine where anything extra is anything more than this is extra it's a it's a it's a plus it's a blessing yeah the basic medicine is fermented urine so shocking that you basically uh, shocks the body into getting well. <laughs> some some sorts of medicinal purposes, uh, fermented urine. If you've got an upset stomach, you know can um, can help. Otherwise, it just makes it worse. <laughs> some sort of uh, probably um, tonic, but uh, and, and certainly in in Asia and in traditional sort of. Um, cultures they use these sorts of products so these things as as basic life support anything extra is is something which is seen to be special and very much appreciated and again to, to for us to go okay well uh, our life certainly involves more than those those basic requirements um, we're not we're not uh, renunciants we're not uh, monastics we're not uh, mendicants wandering monks wandering lay people, gypsies, uh, we have a, a place to stay, we establish a home and um, all these various life supports, but how much do we need? How much do we need and how much is our life uh, and life energy and time and money put into um, beyond basic things for getting by? So that that becomes the main thing and, and maybe missing out on what otherwise could be 
very important. It's strange that we spend so much time looking after the body, and certainly last week we uh, reflected upon the the aging, illness, death of the body as the four messengers, and then the fourth one being the spiritual um, practitioner uh, seeking the way out of being identified and caught up in the body as the body, aging, illness, and death. But uh, we can spend so much time looking after the body, and yet, is the body really the master, or is the mind the master? And yet, it seems like we're we're devoting ourselves to the body, what's good for it, and maybe disregarding the importance of looking after our mind. So people will spend maybe hours of the week, some time every day, exercising the body, but but how much do we exercise and train and look after the mind? No, we don't. Um, and yet, and yet, we can appreciate that much of the health of the body, even, and also the health of our life, our life and uh, well-being, comes back to having a calm, clear mind. And so, if we only maybe put more attention to that, prioritize that, uh, we'd feel very different. Maybe we, we don't dress as well. Maybe we don't have many as many toys in the house, but we maybe are happier. A calm, clear mind because we've spent time looking after it. Or maybe, maybe because we have a calm, clear mind, we, we can actually um, uh, work better and, um, and have better health as well. Not just mental health, but physical health. Appreciating that, that uh, distress, mental distress does also affect the health, the immune system, the well-being of the body. So it becomes important to, to again, reflect, well, of these four basic requirements which are generally needed for support of um, our physical life, how much do I need? What do I, what can I have as extra without becoming extravagant to the point that I'm uh, not attending to what might be really, really important? Most of the um, leisure activities that people get into are for the body. Yes, it's important to exercise the body, but again, what if we spend more time having leisure activities for the mind? More Scrabble games. <laughs> more chess games. More crosswords. Um, but uh, certainly mental exercises like, like meditation and uh, developing the mental faculties uh, in, in varying degrees. Um, Developing mental faculties to actually um, feel more present to life, connected to life, which includes being connected to the body. So I think it's uh, something important to appreciate because um, uh, I think that we, we are certainly in our current times, both within and moving more deeply into times we need to reflect upon how we are living and how we are engaging our time and our energy and certainly spending our money, what, we, what are we focusing on. And it may mean that we can actually um, not be uh, so uh, troubled by having to fulfill certain physical requirements, being happier with less, happier with uh, last year's model. Um, is this the latest mobile phone you've got? It's fine to have an old mobile phone. I've got one that's five years old, and it's, it's fine. Um, uh, the car that uh, we drive is uh, 1995. Um, so it's, what, 21 years old? Um, so it still goes. 
most of it's new in, in terms of it's got a new engine, it's got a new new uh, automatic transmission, it's <laughs> had to renew a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, being able to to make do with some of the things that maybe don't need to be replaced because um, it's good enough, it's, it's workable, it's usable. Um, last year's fashion may still be okay this year. The garment may be perfectly fine. Maybe it's not the quite quite the shade of black that's in this year. <laughs> but hey, black is black. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if you keep it long enough, it'll, that, that fashion will be better round again, <laughs> retro. So, so it can help to simplify our life a bit, because again, life just, just gets too complex, too, too uh, confusing, too overwhelming, trying to keep up with, with all the, the next things, the next things, the next things. And it doesn't just affect us, it affects other people around us and also the whole planet. The whole planet is being affected by the over-excess of um, uh, keeping, replenishing these four requisites. And that um, certainly ecologically, environmentally, uh, the impact is huge. So if we can make some uh, adjustments and modifications live a bit more simply, we, we might actually even be happier. And that the planet may be healthier as well, not just ourselves, but the actual planet as well. So, so whilst we can have extravagance with regard to the four requisites, uh, it can be okay. Uh, it can even be a, a new movement to, to um, live a bit more simply. And even, even it might mean that we might have quality products rather than just... Uh, um, products that, that wear out quickly and you've got to get a new one anyway, but, but quality products that maybe can last longer, and which again maybe saves the planet uh, its resources as well. I've uh, um, experienced um, myself, um, so real-life experience of living very simply with regards to these four requisites. And um, uh, whilst I would uh, say that I'm fairly happy as a person now, I would also say that uh, when I was a Buddhist monk, especially living in Thailand where life was really simple, you didn't need too much of these four requisites to get by, uh, I certainly was very happy. Happy with, happy with less, happy with little, happy with simplicity, great joy that comes from that, living lightly, living lightly on the planet. Uh, so I uh, certainly can recommend that. Yes, it is challenging in Sydney because um, there's the, the peer group pressure, the social pressure to live up to the certain norms of society. So um, um, Community Watch might have an issue with you <laughs> setting up in the, <laughs> the park <laughs> and going on arms round. <laughs> if you wear a robe, it's okay. <laughs> um, so there are there are challenges of, of living more simply in uh, mainstream modern life, but but um, it's also you know, possible to start a movement, start a movement towards uh, things that are a little bit more simpler, or at least at least really appreciating what we do have, appreciating it, having a great sense of joy at um, our expression of these four requisites, and using them wisely, and caring for them. So that um, we're honouring the product in how we engage it and and use it. So it's um, 
and especially if we then also use our life well. So this, um, this food and these clothes and this shelter and these medicines have supported my life to live well and to, uh, to then that I can use my life to be helpful to others. So it's not being wasted. And certainly monastics' life uh, is about appreciating that, where monastics make their life a blessing, a blessing to others, not just the people that have offered the alms food for that day, but people ongoing as a, as a reminder of what's possible, a reminder of um, the possibility of actualizing uh, the potential to realize reality and move beyond confusion, fear, and uh, fundamental distress. So do give this some consideration, the wise use of the four requisites, because we do use them. Uh, maybe we're not using them for many of you, right? But um, we do use uh, um, elements and degrees and variations of these four requisites, and to use them wisely as a human being. That's all for this episode. Until next time, head over to wellawareness.com.au and discover what's on offer to relieve stress and suffering and enhance your health and well-being. With a broad range of services ranging from one-on-one counselling related to many issues facing individuals in today's modern world to meditation courses and retreats.